This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So today I have on a very special guest, our client, Shay. Welcome, Shay. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. My absolute pleasure. I'm super excited to have you on. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling excited and I'm feeling a little bit nervous, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah, it is a bit scary being on a podcast, but it's okay. Um, We'll just keep this really cash. And I wanted to have you on because um, your transformation over the past few months has been really incredible, like physically, but also mentally. And I really know that a lot of other girls have been in the situation that you were in and feel pretty helpless and hopeless um, that it can get better. And you are just a testament to the fact that it can. So I know your story is really going to help so many people. So I'm so appreciative that you're jumping on um, and you're willing to share it for us. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? So what do you do for work? Where do you live? What are you into? All that. Um, Okay, so I am 28 years old. I live on the Gold Coast. I'm originally from a small town called Yamba in New South Wales. I moved up to the Gold Coast to study to be a primary school teacher. Um, So I've been a primary school teacher for six years now. Yeah. Nice. What grade do you teach? Year five. Year five. Oh, cute. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I mean, I went to um, uni like briefly to study teaching, but to do high school teaching, like literally I did it for six months. And then I was like, what am I like? I cannot be a teacher and I cannot be a teacher of teenagers. Like it's, I'm just not cut out for it, but I think primary school would be a, like, would be fun. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's, um, it's a lot of hard work because yeah. people usually don't think that it is, but we do do a lot of work. But yeah, it's um, you've got to have a lot of patience, I think, <laughs> to be a teacher. <laughs> I, could, I could imagine. <laughs> All right. So let's have a chat about, I guess, your childhood. Like, what was your family life like? What was school like for you? All of that. Okay, so like I said, I grew up in a small town. I grew up with my mum and my two sisters. Um, There was a massive influence, like at such a young age, to be uh, really active, eat really healthy. So I was pretty sporty. I played a lot of different sports. Um, Netball was my main one. Um, So, yeah, a lot of my childhood was just being active exercising a lot of the time and just making sure that I was eating healthy um so I kind of had a mentality from such a young age that I had to like look a certain way and be super healthy and just yeah when feel you, like when did sorry, that start? how old would you when that started um or I, I would probably say like pre-teens like 11 12 like I would constantly just be like okay yep I need to be doing heaps of exercise and like I need I want to be looking like a certain way like it was just so ingrained in as like such a young age um and then obviously when you get into high school 
like you really start to look at it and worry about it and stress about it because you look at other people and you're like oh well I don't actually look like that person I want to look like that person I think that a lot of people when they go into high school get those kind of feelings as well though yeah and so because that is a really young age to start thinking about that and and actually I think nowadays that would be pretty normal because of like social media and Mm. the access to images that young people have but what do you think really influenced that um, I guess being self-conscious about the way that you looked what was the main driver behind that um my mother was a very fit and healthy person um she would make sure that we were eating healthy and like we were exercising and she would make it very known that that's what we had to do um and that we had to look a certain way and I can remember like being being kind of compared against my sisters as well by my mum like I don't think mum had the kind of malicious intent behind it but like when you are younger and you're kind of being like judged against other people like that's kind of just like what you grow to know yeah um so yeah and like obviously I have different body type compared to like my sisters as well and to my mum like my mum's very lean my younger sister's really lean but like my genes are a little bit different where I'm kind of like more like that pear shape and I've never really had like a flatter stomach and I've always had like the wider hips and stuff like that so like I was kind of just like grasping for that unattainable image for my body yeah and you were aware obviously that you looked different and then maybe that was possibly viewed as a negative thing like you not being healthy yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. And so then you go into high school and obviously in high school, like you become way more aware of other people and it's just, mm-hmm. it, that's when the comparison really starts. Yeah. So yeah. do you think things just snowballed and got worse throughout high school? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I just wanted to look a certain way and not knowing that like, I couldn't actually physically look like that. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, I wanted to look like that, but I physically couldn't look like that because that's just not how my genetics are. Yeah. That's so, such yeah. a hard lesson to learn as well. Like, yeah, I remember le- um, learning that lesson too. And oh, I hate to bring this up, but you know, like when thigh gap was a big thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous, but like there was so much pressure it's so funny yeah. hey, how society has changed because that was such a big thing. And now it's like almost like the opposite. Like you don't yeah. want to, which is like, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but there's always these um, ideals, right? That society throws out as being what you want to be. But yeah. like you said, we've all got a certain bone structure. Like we just can't, if, if your hips are a certain width, then you're never going to have a thigh gap no matter how thin you are, right? Um, Or like if we were to talk about like today's, uh, I guess, like trends of like having like a big bum, like some people just have big bums, other people don't. You're talking about um, like comparison with your mum and it's funny because I see, I kind of feel the same with my mum as well and and to a degree, I think... um, 
our mothers are just human, right? And they feel like they're doing the right thing, but sometimes they're unaware of um, how their behaviour or what they say um, is portrayed, I suppose, and how it's received, I guess, by us as kids and how as an adult now being a mum myself, like you don't magically change into this different person. You're still you with all your hang-ups and issues but now you've got responsibilities of this child and it's really easy to almost pass on your issues to them subconsciously, like not meaning to. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I can see, like, I look back and I think like, no, she didn't obviously mean any harm from that. But the way that I took it was like, I need to look a certain way. Otherwise I'm not going to feel worthy enough. Yeah. Like to like feel love or whatever. So like, I always have just always always had that mentality like I need to look a certain way otherwise I'm not going to feel worthy enough for anyone or anything and that was just the mentality that's been literally ingrained in me for for years and years and look it doesn't help that really society just backs up that belief as well with with women like if you're if you're not attractive then unfortunately I mean not to everyone but on a, on a mass scale, you're less, almost like less important, right? Like yeah. the ideal for a female is to be attractive. And if you're not, then you've, you're somehow less valuable. And that's just reality. Like it is the way that it is. So if you feel like you're getting that, you know, from home and then also you're going into like a school environment and you're getting, you know, media is also sending you all of these um, messages, then I can completely understand um, how you got to that conclusion and I to be honest I think majority of us women feel like that growing up for sure yeah 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 and I like never you you think about it when you're younger and you're like oh I'm like the only one that feels this way but then like as you get older and you learn things you're like oh actually a lot of people feel this way like yeah. we, we've crazy. all got issues <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's really true but it's super hard um it is really hard growing up as a girl. And I know that I think for guys as well, now things are changing and there is heaps more pressure on guys, but yeah. I still think um, in comparison, girls cop it way more. Um, yeah. And now, you know, you throw in like filters and Photoshop and it's just yeah. it's out of control. So it's completely <laughs> unattainable. And, yeah. you know, if you don't have confidence in who you are as a person, and it sounds like, well, you don't when you're in high school, right. You don't really know much about yourself. So you place all of your importance on what you look like and you don't have any other, you don't value yourself in any other way. And I suppose that comes as you get older and you realise that you're so much more than just your exterior. There's so much yeah. more to you that, you know, is of value. Um, okay, so when did, like you say, I guess you so you were quite aware of your body in high school. Did you start dieting in high school or restricting food? Um, I I ate healthily, so like I made sure that I didn't eat a lot of junk food or anything like that. Um, I think the restriction of food came a little bit later, like um, in my twenties. So because I didn't really know much about food back then, um, I just thought that like when you exercise, that's when you would lose weight. Like I didn't really know that food was like involved in that. 
yeah. until a little bit yeah. later in my 20s. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's when you started looking into diets and things. Yeah. So in my 20s and, um, yeah, so in my 20s, like I was always just like made sure that I ate healthy still. Um, and then it probably wasn't until like a couple of years ago was when um, I was introduced to calorie counting. Um, and, yeah, that's when things got a little bit obsessive and out of control. Um, so it was probably oh, maybe three, three, maybe four, oh, I'd say about three years ago was when, yeah, I was introduced to the calorie counting and, um, yeah, I got super obsessed with it and I literally just tracked everything that I ate and then just spiraled. Like I was scared to go out to eat. Um, I was scared to go out to socialise. Um, and then I just, that's when I started overly exercising as well, because like I started to see the results with the calorie counting, um, and then it kind of like plateaued a bit. So that's when I started the over exercising. Um, so with that, the under eating and the, um over exercising came with all like all these health issues so like I lost my period um I didn't get it for months and months I couldn't sleep properly um my anxiety was so high I I was always stressed like I couldn't stop being stressed about everything um mainly stressed about what I was putting into my body am I exercising enough like am I doing enough to like keep my weight low enough um and like was always tired and then it came to a point where like my calories were so low and I was just working out so hard like I would start binging um and then that's when I started to started to then develop the eating disorder of like throwing my food up um and I think that's when it really got me mm. and I was like, okay, I'm throwing my food up. Um, it's okay. Like it's just a couple times, but then it just kept happening and kept happening. And then like, I was like, no, this is okay. This is okay. This is okay. But then someone actually came up to me and said something like, Hey, this is not okay. What you're doing. Like you have got so many things that, you are struggling with like you're not eating properly you're not sleeping properly you've got no period your anxiety is so high like you've started over exercising you can't like your fatigue is really bad you're starting to throw up your food and that's when I, it really hit me that I have a massive problem yeah um so yeah it it's almost kind like of, sorry yeah no keep going I was just going to say, thanks like so much for sharing all of that. It's, it's, and it happens all the time. And I see it all the time is that you start calorie counting when people do find calorie counting, it's almost like you can get on a bit of a high because you're starting to see results, right? Sounds to me like you were just eating quote unquote clean, like trying to make good choices when it came to food. However, like, you know, now, and the majority of us know that clean eating doesn't just cut it, especially when you're wanting to change the shape of your body. You need to make sure that you, if it is 
fat loss you're after, you need to be in a calorie deficit and you need to be eating the right ratio of macronutrients. So when you find calorie counting and you realize, oh, okay, so when I eat under this certain target, I lose fat, that can feel really good. And you start to see the results and that feels great. And then you want to continue to see those results. And then we know that you do plateau. And then, like you said, you've got to add in additional cardio or you need to reduce your Um, calorie intake and then you're at this point where you're eating hardly nothing and you're over exercising and exactly then all of these issues occur and the funny thing is is it's like you're you've already gotten to this point where you've got this disordered eating and you're already anxious about gaining weight but the fact that you're under eating is actually not helping your mental health so it's making you more anxious which is making it more difficult to seek help and to stop this obsession around food. So you're really stuck in a pretty crappy situation, super, super hard to get out of. And then, you know, there's only so long that we can go when we are severely under eating before our body and our mind starts to fight back. And, you know, then that really comes out in different kinds of eating disorders and bulimia, binge eating, because you, your body is just so deprived of nutrients and food that it's going to start to fight back, which is what happened with you. And it's a horrible yeah. situation to be in. It's like in your mind, and I'm sure you have experienced this, but it feels like your mind's just your worst enemy. Yeah, definitely. It was just like a constant battle. Like I was just like, had so much hate for myself and like the anxiety around doing literally anything like I would track everything like like literally every crumb that I put into my body I didn't want to go outside and socialize with my friends like I just I didn't want to put myself in that situation like I just wanted to be so in control and because my calories were so low my anxiety was so high and I was like I feel like I can't do anything I can't even be myself like I didn't even feel like I was myself anymore Mm. like I couldn't like I just didn't want to do anything like it just got so bad well it kind of ends up controlling you like you're not in control of any of of your decisions or who you are and it does it changes who you are um the kind of person you are and you become a really selfish person and you almost just like worship like your your number one priority is your is eating less, you know, like, or eating a certain amount and controlling that and then getting your exercise in, which means you don't live much of a life and you're not really the best person to be around either. And you're a really miserable person yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when you came to me, you had started to increase your calories. So if you take us back to that time, what kind of you know, you just said that someone approached you and said, hey, you probably need some help. Was that the turning point for you? Um, so, yeah, my friend said something to me and was like, I, like, this is not normal what you're doing. Like, I think we need to address this. Um, and I was kind of just like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I'm all good. Um, and then I ended up speaking to another friend about it as well. And they, and they said the same thing. And I kind of was just like, oh, okay, maybe like I do need some help here. Um, so I 
like I'd heard about reverse dieting and I kind of just like did a lot of research on it and stuff and was like, I can do this. Like, I want to try and do this maybe. (laughs) And um, I started to increase my calories and I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. I can't, I don't want to. (laughs) I was going to say, you said you wanted to, but it's terrifying when you're in that mindset of like not wanting to eat more. The thought of doing a reverse diet is like, heck no, I'm not doing it. I, am yeah, not so doing I thought I could do it all by myself. And I was like, I can eat more calories. This will be fine. And then I was like, no, 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 I can't. <laughs> yeah. It's a really hard process. And it's look from my point of view, obviously as a coach, I, you need the guidance of someone that knows what they're doing Yes, for oh it to God. be successful. Yeah. In a few ways, right? For it actually to physically be successful, but also for you to mentally commit and have that accountability and have that support because especially in the early days, and I remember you, Shay, as well, feeling so anxious about increasing your calories. Like it's so scary because it's the unknown. You don't know how your body is going to respond. Yeah. And I remember like, like I remember seeing one of your Instagram reels and then I like clicked onto your page and I was like, oh, this like, she looks like she knows what she's talking about. Like, this is really good. And so I started following you for a while and um, started listening to your podcast. And I listened to one of them about the, um, the hyperflamactic amenorrhea one. Yeah. And I remember listening to it and being like, oh my God, like she's literally just explaining my whole entire life. Like, this is crazy. And I remember texting my friend being like, oh, my God, can you listen to this? Because I feel like she's talking about me. (laughs) And that's when I was kind of just like, I really think that maybe this chick could help me. Like she seems to already know everything about me. Like (laughs) That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah, I think what's really important in this process is that you trust the person that you do it with, right? Because it's so scary. You need to be able to, you give up a lot, a lot of control and yeah. your most, you, your biggest fear you're really tackling and you need someone that understands it. And I think this is where just experience, personal experience, and then, then all that also professional experience of working with lots of girls, like, I, I understand. I completely understand it. But it still takes a big element of faith and trust from you, which is really scary. It's a very brave move to make. Yeah, it was very scary. I remember having that first Zoom meeting with you and being like, oh, my God, like I <laughs> I really want to do this, but I am so scared to just like let go of control because I'd been so in control of like we're trying to be so in control of everything that I ate and everything that I did to then like pass that over to someone else Mm. and let them be like no you need to eat some more you'd be like do I though are you sure yeah yeah Yeah, it is initially I always say the first four weeks really is the scariest but the cool thing is is that once you get over that initial part and you start to see the positive changes in your body but also psychologically then it actually gets exciting and things slip on its head, right? Because now you're seeing that your greatest fear is actually not reality and it's it's not playing out the way you thought it would play. And there's another option, right? You don't need to be 
really punishing yourself with food restriction and over-exercise to get the body that you want. And you generally don't even have the body that you want when you're doing that either. Yeah. Um, So talk to us about those early days. So you, you sort of said you found it really difficult. And what helped you get over that fear initially to just take action? Um, so how I felt, I felt super scared. Um, I, uh, yeah, it was scary to eat more food. Um, what helped me was, um, knowing that I could literally just message you whenever I wanted. I remember messaging you and saying, oh, I'm going away for the weekend. Like, I'm so scared. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to be at home. I'm not going to be able to cook. I'm not going to be able to like eat the foods that I can track and like I remember just messaging you and you were like okay let's like formulate a plan let's try and do this and like you'd sent me a video and you were like okay here's some tips for like eating out and like I don't know you just made me feel so much better about everything like just knowing that I had someone to talk to about these issues because I never really did talk to anyone about them before but honestly just like talking them even just saying the words and having them come out of my mouth and have someone just be like I'm going to help you with this was just incredible. It's so it funny so you funny. say that. I remember that. I remember you freaking yeah. out. And <laughs> you know what's hilarious now is like, how often do you eat out? All the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're constantly eating out. I love yeah. it. I love it. It is amazing. You've literally done a whole 180. Like yeah. from where that very first weekend to where you are now, And the cool thing is, and we'll get into this, like the amount of food that you're eating now in comparison to what you were eating and the results that you've seen, but also the the mental gains, right? Like how your mindset has completely changed. That's where where the gold is. So, well, let's talk about what you were consuming and what you're eating now. So you had started to increase your calories when you first started working with me. Uh, It was about 1,800, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And where are you at now? I am eating 2,600 calories at the moment. Just 2,600. Could you ever in your wildest dreams imagine you could be eating that and seeing the results (laughs) that you're seeing now back like two years ago? Oh, my God, no. If you were telling me I was eating 2,600 calories, I'd be like, excuse me. (laughs) I don't think so. And your body has improved, like your physique has improved, right? There has been no blowing up. Like your body is just, you know, you're beautiful anyway, right? And and this is, I just want to preface this when I say progress pictures, like the reason I like to use them is because I want to show people that there's physical proof that your body will not blow up if you eat yeah. more, right? But I really truly believe that you're all beautiful at, at your starting point. But what it's about is giving you back that freedom to be able to live your life, not fearful of food and then being, and then seeing just the physical results is really just a bonus. So it's really, really incredible. Um, But I guess what I wanted to chat to you about now is like how your mindset has changed over the past few months. (laughs) Well, oh my God, literally like. I all those problems that I talked about before so like I was talking about how I lost my period I now get my period like monthly every single month I'm getting it um and it's like normal 
Um, well, it, I, th- I think it's normal. Yeah. Um, I am sleeping better. I don't have as much anxiety anymore. I can manage stress so much easily. Um, I don't have those thoughts, like those negative thoughts around my body anymore. Um, I, I can eat out. I can eat whatever I feel like and I don't have the thought of feeling guilty like at all. I literally will eat whatever I feel like and not feel guilty for it it's so crazy and like the love that I have for my body now like I like hated myself months ago like a couple months ago I literally hated myself I hated looking in the mirror like I was just like ew you are disgusting now I look at myself in the mirror like every single morning and I make a habit of it um is to literally just look at myself in the mirror and be like damn like you are fine as hell like look at your body like you look so great and I say that to myself every single day and you say that to yourself every single day and you actually start to believe it and that's what you told me to do and that's what I did and that's what I believe now I literally like I have so like I can't even describe how much I love my body just for being my body like I feel my body now and I literally I just feel so great like I feel so good about myself. Like I can't even can't even put it into words really. Like it just I feel so great all the time. Oh my goodness. That made me almost cry. <laughs> <laughs> that is just amazing. I did, I told you. I remember us chatting about how you how you just really didn't like yourself. And I was like, right, I have a task for you. I want you to take your clothes off. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Choose the parts of your body you don't like and you are going to tell yourself you like those. Whether you think it and believe it or not, you're doing it, right? And it is true. Sometimes you need to speak into what you want, right? Because if we sit back and wait for the the moment that we're finally going to love ourselves and feel good in our body, we may be waiting for the rest of our lives. The thing is we are in control of our thoughts. We actually are, but sometimes we tend to believe that we're not, right? We can choose to believe what we want to choose about ourselves. And you've tapped into that. And the funny thing is, is that when you reach that point, that's when you actually start to see the physical results in your body. Because Mm -hmm. the choices that you're making are coming from a place of respecting your body, from self-love. And those are the choices that are, the choices that you make then around food and exercise are going to complement where you're wanting to head and ultimately get you to that end goal. As opposed to, the choices that you're making being from a place of really self-harm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just so wonderful. Like so, so proud of you. I guess like as a coach, that's the pinnacle of like um, feedback. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing more that I want than exactly what you've said, Shay. And the thing is, it's like, yes, we are here to guide you and to help you, but you've done the hard work. You have done the hard work and it hasn't been easy and you deserve all of this now. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I never thought like a couple of months ago that I would be telling myself that I love my body and like uh, the, like just loving my body for the way that it is. Like I was always just like I want it to look, look a certain way, but now I'm just like I just love my body for what it is. And I love the way that it just literally 
does everything for me. Like I focused more on like what it does for me instead of like what it's not doing. Yeah. And like when you, once you have that shift in your mindset, like it's just, it's great. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely game changer. All right. So if someone's listening now and they're in the same position as you were a couple of years ago, they're terrified of gaining weight, they're under eating, they are over-exercising, they hate themselves, they hate their body. Do you have any advice to pass on? <laughs> Go and see Tash. <laughs> I, didn't, she will help I you. didn't tell her to say that. <laughs> I didn't tell her to say that, I promise. <laughs> but yes, come see me. Yes. Me and Go Vanessa. And see Tash. Yes. yes, Vanessa. Vanessa is amazing as well. Yes. But yeah, honestly, like I just, you, if you're feeling like that, it is always so good to have someone there to help you through it. Um, it is so worth it. Like I thought that I could do it by myself and no, like I couldn't. Like you just, you can try and do it yourself. I just, I feel like it's so much better when you have someone there guiding you and you have someone that is just there that knows about this stuff that just knows what to do what to say how to help you so if you're feeling like this get some help yeah is my advice yeah and I think we don't take that seriously like we get help when we you know I don't know have an ear infection you go to the doctor right and sometimes when we have issues with our body and with eating we think we can work it out ourselves but you need to really work with someone who knows what they're doing in order to get you out of the situation that you're in. And I think the the beautiful thing about all of this, Shay, is now you have this knowledge and for the rest of your life, firstly, but also, you know, investing in yourself and how you're feeling now is priceless. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, like you can do it. You can do it. You might think that you can't do it, but you can do it. Yes. And that's me coming from like a place of like a, such a low place. Like if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Love it. I think that's what we should end on. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciated it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure.